Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Take a peek outside your window to the west, (laughs) northwest. No, that is not Uranus. That is the northern lights. (laughs) Are they still visible? Did you peek out? Uh, I didn't, but I saw you did. Yeah, that was uh, at like 430, though. Yeah. This morning. Pretty pretty crazy uh, crazy pictures we saw so far. Yeah. Yeah, the pictures on our um, community Facebook page mm-hmm. are insane. Yeah, from last night. Like, yeah, that, those are the only ones I've seen so far. But kind of wish I was up in the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw the tail end of them when I got up at four thirty. I let the dog out to pee, and I was like, "Hey, there they are." <laughs> it's pretty neat. It's yeah, pretty neat. It's always exciting to see. It's like just one of those like really cool things about living here. That and like I didn't see them for years, and now it's it's like twice in the last month. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I remember it was like it was like a month or so ago. You were saying that I had would- never really seen them. I'd seen like little kind of like like this morning kind of tail end snippets of them, but like nothing bright and swirly. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thank you everyone for joining in. Hey. um, Feel free to share this on, you know, Facebook or Did you Instagram. see how quickly Kathleen shared it? Yeah, like <laughs> like I had just gotten in on the app and it's like Kathleen shared it. Phew. The music was still playing. Well, you know what she's doing? She's she's <laughs> she's, she's trying to get that top fan. She's trying to get that top fan. <laughs> that is, <laughs> yeah, um, Kathleen says there's an app that'll tell you when the um northern lights are are likely to appear. Mm-hmm. And I have that, but I find, well, actually I'm, I'm um, subscribed to like a website that emails me when it's like a good chance that you're going to see them. And like, I always wake up in the morning and it's like an email last night at 2 AM that the Northern lights are going to be visible. I'm like, yeah, thanks. thanks bud. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Well, I just want to let everyone know uh, there is a free coaching call um, up for grabs today. Nice. It's a 30 minute coaching call value of $125. Uh, everyone who calls in today will be entered into the draw. We'll draw it uh, either at the end of today or tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. either or. Yeah. Whichever we have time for. It depends on how deep we get into conversation. So call in with your questions today. Um, seriously, you can ask anything. Like, you know, which direction is the aurora borealis? <laughs> it's a mouthful. Yeah. I'll Google it for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or anything. Anything in regards to real estate investing. Um, we, we had a pretty crazy day. Um, which I'll tell you all about in a few minutes um, because Tony's uh, coming on here. Tony's got a question. Oh, what's that call? Good Tony, morning, the Tony. only person that has a better video voice than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back again with my fabulous uh, face for radio here. <laughs> How's, How's it going this morning? Good, guys. Yourselves? Fantastic. Very good. I missed the Aurora again. Shots. I got up last weekend. They said Saturday was supposed to be really good, but yeah, I got up like every hour checking and nothing. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> oh, maybe Ranger's not nearly far enough as Edmonton. I don't know, but uh, oh maybe. yeah, maybe true. Such a stuff. <laughs> yeah, Grace. Um, my question. I was. Um, I was thinking maybe we could talk about how do we structure our uh, assets and investments and whatnot to. Uh, protect our children so either in the case that uh something happens to us or then when we get older and uh, how to pass that stuff down to to our kids because that basically that's why i'm in this game is to mm-hmm. set them up for their lives and their kids lives and such and such so i was just curious about your thoughts on that we've done a ton a ton of research into it and it depends <laughs> <laughs> I'm very surprised you say that. <laughs> <laughs> because there are so many different ways to structure it um, for not liability, but like from a legal perspective, 
uh, a security legal perspective, and then from a tax perspective as well. And 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 it really depends on you and what your goals are. It's um, and your portfolio and your portfolio. Yeah. Um, I really, really like this question though, because it reminds me that I need to get back into this and myself yeah, and really have another good look at it because, um, the further you get in your investing career and the larger your portfolio gets, the more complicated it gets. And, um, you really do need to spend a little bit of money and speak with a lawyer and an accountant about it. Um, I'm thinking... Barry's not the right person to ask about this, but I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to, I'm going to get another guest to bring, bring up this topic. Cause that's a really good one. And, um, it's, I even on the real estate investor Dad podcast, I never, that was on my list of people that I wanted to speak to. It's just, I, I need to find the right person. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get that for you in the next couple of weeks here. Yeah. The, the I mean, the biggest thing obviously is just getting a will in place yes. and, you know, like picking the um, people who, uh, what's the term that will kind of like, uh, deal with, with your portfolio and, and whether or not to continue holding or if it should be sold and it like all those types er. of things. It ends with an Ex- er. executioner. <laughs> executor. I believe it's an ex- executor. executor. Ah, I like the other one better. Too early for us <laughs> to be it's talking executor. wills. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, like those really important decisions to be made and you know, that's the, the beautiful thing about finding, uh, you know, like somebody who really understands um, real estate yes. investing to put together your will. And actually you're talking about Barry, but field law does have a really great person who, um, we've spoken who with can, someone. Yeah. Uh, I believe his name might, okay. I'm not going to throw out names. Um, yeah, we, we spoke with him and they have a really good package to kind of make you ponder on it. Cause yeah, the more complicated your portfolio gets, the more you really need to decide, you know, who the, right person is or if you want you know that executor to be a, a there's companies who do it mm-hmm. um who are experienced in like real estate that will kind of like oversee that kind of stuff so yeah like those are all really important questions to go through and make sure your kids are set up and do it sooner than later yeah do it sooner than later because when we when we got that package in we're like oh it's shit. daunting it's like three times do it's like three times the work of doing taxes <laughs> and um and then the executor like as gabby was saying you such a big decision I, it's not like it's going to be your aunt or your cousin or like you know your brother because he's a really smart guy um you want because you don't want your brother to go and sell all the properties you, you guys understand real estate there's cycles and it's a long-term investment if he was to sell it it's probably going to lose a lot of the um you know the equity and the value it might be down and you know you might have a new joint venture partner that you just got into you know business with for you know two or three years ago selling the property is not a good idea you're like just in realtor fees and closing costs you're going to lose all the equity you built up and you know you probably worked five years to get that big joint venture partner so you want that to continue on so there's actually a way that your executor you know we've we have a few people on our list it's a very small list of people that we know would be able to um Make those decisions. Uh, That would be able to manage our portfolio because it's very complicated. And um, to be able to step in for that role. And then you can actually set um, a percentage of your wealth to go towards them. Yeah. You know, 5%, 10%, 20%. So it's actually in their best interest. So now they, you know, they're They're, Yeah, they're not taking over your burden. They're, you know, they'll make money helping you manage that for your family. Yeah, because like yeah. you know, I, I can't imagine like all those joint ventures that we that we worked so hard for, and then I you know we Somebody both just comes in died in some accident, yeah. and then someone comes in and just sells it all and liquidates it, and it's like it's worth thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> well, you you know, in ten years, it's going to be worth four hundred or five hundred thousand dollars or something along those lines. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, that's that's the best advice I can give right now without because I don't like giving advice on things I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, send us a message um, and we will, we'll connect you with that lawyer. If not, maybe we'll just make a note of it and we'll, 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 Mention, we'll say that yeah. lawyer's name on, on the air tomorrow. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, hopefully, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to talk with them and see if they'd be interested in getting up at 6am yeah. and having a chat with us. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> well, thanks for calling in Tony and we'll, uh, we'll add your name to the draw there. Awesome. Thanks guys. Right. Thank you. <clears throat> Awesome. Yeah, that's a really great question and a really great topic and <clears throat> also something that I'd like to not think about. <laughs> Thank you for the reminder. Oh, man. It's just 
And, yeah. and it's also something that you need to keep looking back on. Like as <clears throat> things change, it's something you need to constantly readdress. Well, yeah. as anybody knows, like a will is like forever changing throughout your life, right? Especially people like us and just constantly trying to grow and get more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even us, we, you know, Gabby and I, we, we, we try our best, um, but things slip through the cracks and, and, uh, and they get put at the bottom of the list, which is just so irresponsible. Yeah. 100%. Extremely irresponsible that, you know, things can't happen. And that's why they're there. They're there in the event that yeah. they accidentally do happen. Yeah. Um, and those are also like hard discussions to have with um, spouses. Like you and I don't exactly agree on everything to do with the will. But those are discussions that you need to have and to be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense because this, this, and this. So you need to really work through it together and yeah. Yes. Um, there was another person that tried call again. They left for a sec. Uh, their name is Easy um, eight six seven five three zero nine. I think. Um, anyways, you can uh, attempt to call back in whenever you get a chance, and we'll we'll answer your question. Um, yeah. Speaking of being busy this week, um, why don't you talk about you know what you had going on yesterday? You were gone all day, and I was home. Yeah. Yesterday was a big day. Um, went to bed the night before knowing it was going to be a big day. And then in the morning, as I was getting ready to leave, you're like, do you need to go do all that stuff today? Cause I need you <laughs> to do a crap load of paperwork and <laughs> whatever. I was like, Nope, I'm going, I got to go do this stuff. And so what it turned into was me being out all day and then being on my computer all evening. <laughs> so yeah. I had it was like a fun a- family evening though. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just for the record, um, you know, Gabby, you know, I did have to work into the evening um, filling out uh, mortgage paperwork, uh, <laughs> but I folded all the laundry. Yeah, I think Wayne folded laundry for the first time maybe in his entire life. Um, so where's that little clapping noise? Can we get the clapping noise? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I also noticed this morning when, oh, mm-hmm. there it is. There it is. Everybody clap for Wayne. Respectful clap for (laughs) the fact that I I folded. He Uh, did. He folded and put away all the laundry, which was a huge, um, huge item off my plate. I hate folding laundry. So what it does is it piles up in baskets at the end of our bed for like a week or two until it's the next laundry time. (laughs) It'll probably be the last time I fold laundry though. As soon as you open up those drawers and you see how I folded them. Yeah. I kept saying to him because I was, I was uh, (laughs) sitting in the bed with my laptop and I'm like, I need to put blinders on. I can't watch this. This is giving me anxiety. Like just seeing how he folded my pants and like, (laughs) it's like, I can't do this. No, but anyways. um, So I had actually for, for how much we have going on, there's like, um, a bit of stress right now. It's a lot to to handle and there's stuff that's kind of being pushed aside and, you know, like the looming taxes that need to be caught up on and gotten ready and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but I had such a fun day yesterday because what I love doing is the renovation flip stuff. Like yeah. I love going and picking out supplies. I love going and meeting with our contractors. I love like all that kind of stuff is fun for me. So I actually had a really fun day, even though it meant pushing a whole bunch of other stuff aside and having to work into the evening. It was a really fun day. So I got to go pick out tile for the shower. Um, so I had to get the tile, pick out the grout. As as you may have seen, I, I got my Schluter. <laughs> and um, so that was really fun. And then I went to go, um, oh, and I ordered our vinyl. I got to pick out the vinyl plank uh, for the main floor as well. Mm-hmm. So um, that's always fun as well, especially because um, on our last flip, I had to pick very specific color to match our cabinets in our kitchen that we yes. were working with. So this time around, I just got to go pick out one that I like, which was nice. Um, and then when I went to go drop it off, um, it had been, uh, well, I hadn't seen our contractors since last week. So they had obviously made some progress and had some questions and needed to figure out some stuff. So, uh, I got to our contract 
my contractor and I got to go into the bathroom and decide on the layout of the tile. So it was like measuring and dividing and um, seeing, you know, where I wanted the layout to be and all that kind of stuff. So we were drawing all over the wall and and picking what was going to look the best. So I love doing that kind of stuff as well. And then, as you may have seen on my stories, they also got started on the feature wall. So when yeah, I got there. that was your there, idea. You designed that, eh? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, well, I picked, I looked at a bunch of pictures and picked the one that I liked. Um, but. But it was your choice. But it was my decision. Yes. And uh, yeah, so they were laying it out on the floor and making sure that I liked the design. And we had to work with the length of uh, the trim that we were using to create the feature wall. So we're changing the measurements in between to make the best size triangles and like. Courtney says your wall is amazing. Oh, thank you. Amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not watching the comments so on my app this morning. Thank you. Yeah. So it was really fun. So it was like, should it be 23 inches or 24? But if it's 24, then our length of trim isn't long enough. So let's go down to 22. Is that too skinny of a triangle? It was like, it's fun to figure that stuff out and to see kind of where everything lays. So yeah, if you guys want to see that, you can follow Gabby on Instagram or Facebook. Um, yeah. And go check it out. Yeah, it's the a, stories will be up there probably for the rest of the day. I think I posted them. You can do a post about it today, maybe. Maybe just do it on a post. Yeah. Yeah. So they still need to be um, dapped and painted and all that kind of stuff. But uh, our contractor at the end of the day sent a picture. He said they were just going to be cutting it and um, and making sure that the layout worked. And I, and I was like, okay, well, when, whenever it's ready, send me a picture. And they ended up finishing it yesterday. So. Probably has to do with the fact that, um, what's his name? Uh, Odin. Yeah. Odin's probably leaving. Yeah, it was his last day yesterday. They're kind of a really great two-man team. And then Odin's daughter. What the fuck was up with that? Yeah, we thought we had him for a couple more weeks. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, it's like, oh, by the way, it's Odin's last day. He's heading to Mexico. I'm like, I thought he was leaving on a Yeah, 15. he heads south for the winter. So we knew our time with him was limited, but um, he's amazing. His work is incredible. He's just the attention to detail and and perfection in everything is is why we love having them. When is he back? Do you know? No clue. We haven't had a chance to talk about this. It was so busy yesterday. And like, I'm literally getting my, my debrief right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I need to plan out like our our upcoming flips to make sure that we have enough people, enough people. The team. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we talked about this at the open house that, um, you know, I got a really good team, but if any of them, like if one of them rolls their ankle, it affects our timeline. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a small little crew. <laughs> it was a one man team turned into a two man team. And then Odin brought in his daughter, who's a skilled laborer as well. Yeah. But um, judging by how it's, progressing it, it shouldn't be that much longer it, like they're starting to put oh, stuff yeah. back in now yeah flooring's starting to go in and all that kind oh yeah of stuff. flooring gets delivered today yeah. sorry I, I cut off your story there um oh yeah no i get it. the the gist of it is just that like it was a really fun day like i was i woke up yesterday morning and was like stressed out about that all the stuff i needed to do before picking <clears> up <throat> before school pickup and um i was just worried that it was going to be a hectic day and i had a blast <laughs> I I want to go a little deeper into that because I'm I'm curious why it was fun. Cuz I like that stuff. Like I've always said to you Wayne that like when we <clears throat> retire, like what will we do for fun? And I've always said probably just keep flipping properties, right? Yeah, but then I I I remember the fact that since we started like the two the flips at the same time, our routine has been so fucked. It's true. And my weight is going up. <laughs> I was on a good track. Um, I decided that I'm not going to do the trainer thing anymore because my routine's all out of whack. So I'm just going to work out myself. Guess how many times I've worked out since I got rid of my trainer? Once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking bad. Now I need to go hire a, a, a trainer again because like, I cannot do it myself. Um, we are not cooking. Yeah. Like we used to. Um, I, I saw Jared pop in here. Jared, um, Jared and I have a bit of a, an accountability thing every Wednesday because um, we're both trying to to stay accountable um, and and stay on track with um, the weight uh, and the, the healthy eating. And um, he's doing fucking phenomenal. That guy, mm -hmm. man. The, like being a wholesaler, having that inconsistent lifestyle, lifestyle, and then also, you know, staying on track, staying on track. Yeah. Um, you know, you did a really cool post about like a really cool lunch. It was like a tuna salad lunch. And that, to be honest, we got to really implement that. Yeah, just but like and go. between, you know, the flips, um, 
and also, you know, buying properties. We're, we're stressing out because, you know, we got this a couple deals on the go right now and, you know, getting financing and financing is a huge pain in the ass. We got the cabin retreat coming up this weekend, um, getting prepped for that, trying to get our heads in the game for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I argue <laughs> that, um, you know, a perfect life would not involve flipping because flipping is just such a. But imagine if that was the only thing you had going on. Well, I would, ha- I would, someone would be cooking my meals for me. That's for sure. <laughs> that's, that, that's the only yeah. solution I could, that, that's, well, write it down. That's actually a really good point. If that's what lights you up and that's what you want to do every day, then, then I would, I think that we need someone to come in and cook our meals for us. I found somebody like two days ago who does that. Oh shit. <laughs> so you've been thinking In about our it. neighborhood. Yes, I have. Really? Yeah. Um, and I've been thinking about it because I used to do like intense meal prep every Sunday. Like intense meal prep. It used to take the good majority of the day. Like that yeah. was my day. She'd burn like 700 calories just cooking the meal. Just, just cooking. Yeah. <laughs> and we would have our breakfasts, lunches, and dinners prepped and in the fridge. All we needed to do was take them out and warm them up. <clears throat> and that was great, but it became mm, a little stale. I'd say like just the repetitiveness of reheating meals and stuff just kind of made us, um, we ended up not eating the food, ordering other food and throwing out food that we had prepped that had gone bad. Mm -hmm. So what was supposed to be saving us time and money was actually, we were spending more money. And so it just, it worked for so long, but then it got to a point where it was just, stopped working. So what I started doing was um, just like having all of the ingredients, picking <clears throat> simple recipes that would only take me 20 minutes to do. And, um, and then just like cooking each evening, especially since we moved, we've had a lot, I've had a lot more time because I'm not driving every half an hour yeah. to school, half an hour there, half an hour back twice a day. So two hours a day yeah. was driving. Of course, there's problems that come with that too. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so since my time opened up and I had more time in my evenings, I started just doing easier prep. Um, but yeah, now that the flips are reintroduced, that's been harder to maintain. And if I'm gone during the day doing stuff like I was yesterday, then we're not making our easy lunches. So yeah, yeah, it just kind of, we, we definitely need to regroup on that front. Well, you didn't eat your lunch yesterday and you felt like fucking garbage in the Yeah, I got back and I was like, oh, I don't feel so good. And I couldn't figure out why. And then I realized that I had had a smoothie and a venti triple shot latte. Which got you through the day, but I think it eventually. (laughs) um, uh, Good morning, uh, easy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm not sure. I can't, I can't really see your picture there. Um, But yeah, one of the other. One of the other big issues. Um, sorry, it's Shane. I just clicked on Is the it profile. Shane? It's Shane. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was Shane's picture, but it's just it's. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I just uh, see. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Morning, guys. Good morning. Sorry, I don't know why I'm Easy Rider. I'll have to change that. I'm really not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> Finally God, calling in. <clears throat> turn your volume down a pinch. I'm assuming you're in the car. Yeah, I'm just coming back from the gym. I saw, I saw. Congrats, buddy. Way to get up early. Well, when I started my journey there, when COVID started, that's when I was hitting the gym was first thing in the morning before the family was awake. And um, since being in this real estate investor life and learning, um, it's finding finding it hard to find that balance. So I kind of had to pivot a little bit and get back to the early morning workouts. And uh, (laughs) so... But it's good. You feel good after. It's a good start. You feel accomplished at six in the morning when you got a, a good hour workout in. Exactly. Right on. Right on. Um, I don't really have to, like, I have a lot of questions. I don't know if you guys heard, but I ended up getting really blessed and I won the Fearless Scholarship through the boot camp there um, last week. So I get a free year of coaching, uh, mentoring, coaching. So still kind of. <clears throat> immersing myself in that but the other day i actually had to help a, a buddy who's a landlord and i went there to go look at a washer the tenant um, the washer is leaking all over the place so my question to you guys is um you know the washer is whatever someone needed to get eyes on it but then their shower head was leaking and i pulled it apart and all it was was the, the gasket inside had been just disintegrated and i mm-hmm. and i told i told the tenant i said you know i got a 
I got to get going, but this little piece is like 30 cents, 50 cents if you go to the hardware store. And she was like, I can't go. I can't do that because I don't even know what I'm getting and I'm going to get the wrong thing. And I'm like, literally, all you got to do is bring this shower head attachment and they'll be able to fit the right gasket in there. And she was just right against going on her own. So mm-hmm. can you like with your guys' experience, I know you've you've handled calls like this. So when you sit down with a tenant before you move them in, do you kind of give them some guidelines to be like, look, like little maintenance like this is kind of expected on you to do. And like, I'll always call me when something happens, but if it's a quick 50 cent fix, I kind of expect you to do it instead of having someone drive 45 minutes to go to that house. And um, just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Maybe I have a bad attitude. I just thought for the, the quick change that it would be that that's something they could tackle on their own. Um, so I'm going to, I'm just going to mute you while I talk so there's no echo and then I'll, I'll unmute you when I'm done. <clears throat> but, uh, in our experience, I I'm on the exact same way. Like they, they say, Hey, this thing is uh, leaking or Hey, this thing isn't sliding correctly. In my mind, I'm like, okay, just tighten this or just go pull this apart and put this in. It's 30, 30 cents. But for me, it's like, fuck, it's like a 45 minute drive. I got to go there, see what exactly it is. Then I got to go drive 10 minutes over to Home Depot, grab the piece, come back. Hopefully I have the right piece. Um, and also hopefully I brought the right, um, you know, channel lock pliers or like, or the wrench is too small. So like, man, it's, it's so annoying. Um, and that ends up being like a four hour job for me. So um, the right way to do it is to make sure that you're treating your rental like a business and making sure that you are putting aside funds for repairs and maintenance and it hurts big time. But honestly, what you end up doing is you try and assess the situation just best that you can get them to send pictures, get them to send video. And then if it's something easy, you can explain to them and they, then, then I explain it to them. Hey, just tighten this. Um, if it's a single mom, you know what I mean? Like it just sounds like this woman just not as, is not a handy person. Um, they don't want to go spend the, the, the four hours that you don't want to spend doing it. They don't want to go drive down to Home Depot. They don't want to like try and figure out, or I don't have this wrench or anything else. Um, so it, it's, it, it really isn't their responsibility. It's I would means. never expect my tenant to go pick up a part for something that has, has um, is a uh, part of the landlord's regular maintenance. Um, a disintegrated gasket isn't on them. That's been something that's been happening for a long time. Yeah. And that's on the landlord to fix. I expect them to change their light bulbs when they die. Yeah. Um, and that's to, even to, to, Yeah, that can be a... <laughs> pulling teeth trying to get them to change light bulbs. <laughs> yeah. But I am a landlord. I own the property. It's my responsibility that it's well-maintained and that everything is working for them. What we expect is that when something is wrong, that they notify us. What I usually, What we usually do is say sorry to hear this isn't working or that this is leaking. Can you send us a video so that we can see what's going on? If we think we might know what's going on and that it's like a, oh, just like, do you have a screwdriver? Can you just tighten that screw? Then I'll ask them if they can. Mm-hmm. If they say, no, I can't, then I send somebody because I'm because I, it's my business and that's not worth my time to go do. I have a reserve fund. I It's, it's my business. I send a handyman. It, it's going to cost two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Hopefully for not for them but... to go and do a thirty <laughs> cent job. It it sucks. It it hurts a lot. But that's why if you treat it like a business and you you allocate funds for that and you have a good healthy reserve, it's just a quick easy email and they go and they take care of it. And here's the flip side of that: is that if you start expecting your tenants to go do these little things and pick up this little part <clears> and try <throat> to fix that, they're just going to start ignoring stuff. Yeah. they're not going to tell you when the shower is leaking. They're not going to tell you if there's a little tinkle coming out of the washing machine every time it operates. They're just going to start being like, well, meh, it still works. Yeah. And then you not, have they don't give a shit what happens a lot bigger of damage. Afterwards. Yeah. They you got, if you have dripping water in your shower head, that can actually, you know, cause chipping yeah. in your, in your tub, you know, cause the water buildup or water dripping or water sitting, sitting on, a, on a tub yeah. will actually, you know, the, the, the paint will chip off of it. So it's, um, yeah, you got to make sure you stay on those things. So the next, the other part is, is quarterly inspections. So we do quarterly inspections every three months. We let them know two weeks in advance, Hey, we're coming out for quarterly inspections. We're just going to clean the, you know, the gutters and check on things and just regular maintenance. 
And change if there's the filters, any yeah. change the filters and if they haven't changed bulbs, we'll bring bulbs with us. <laughs> um, and we bring a toolbox of tools. Yes. So and if there's anything let us we, know. In let us know in advance. If there's yeah. anything that needs to be repaired, please give us a list and we'll look at it. If it's something that we can do while we're there, we'll bring the little toolbox and we'll tighten and we'll screw and whatever else. Um, if it's something that needs serious work, that's not an emergency that needs to be done today, we'll bring a handyman along and then he can go take care of all those things. And then he can get all the water leaking underneath the, that's a bad example, but like if there's five things need to be done, then he can come out and then it's less call out and everything else. Um, So we're saving money that way. So, um, I mean, hopefully that answers answers your question. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good experience and it's good for me to see this before I get my first uh, rental property and just to kind of hear the questions and um, just be in there and hearing, you know, the, the problems she was having. And it was a good thing that she called me. I was kind of in the area, so I was able to go there pretty quickly. Um, and then to see how much the water was leaking out of the washer through the floor already, um, it, it had been leaking for a while. So it was a good thing that you know, I, I, I told the tenant, I'm happy that you called the landlord and had someone come out because, you know, the, eventually there was going to be some pretty rotten floor. It had been leaking a while. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I appreciate the answer. Thank you. very. No worries. Thanks for calling in. Um, we're going to write your name down and add your name to the draw there for the free coaching call and congrats on winning the, um, the yeah. scholarship with fearless. Mm-hmm. Um, I know another listener, he won a scholarship with them a year or two ago. Um, Jared Comos, reach out to him. Um, have a discussion with him and maybe, you know, he can give you a good idea of how to really take advantage, advantage of it. I mean, yeah. if you get an opportunity to get, um, you know, f- free content and, and, and free mentorship in a, in a community like that, I mean, you want to make sure you take advantage of it, um, to, you know, to its fullest. Also, I just saw General Emmanuel Kofi Oduro come in. I wonder if that's General Emmanuel Green. <laughs> Changing up his name? <laughs> I, no, I see Emmanuel Green here on our top Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly we have a more superior uh, Emmanuel in here today. You're going to have to step up your, uh, your screen name. <laughs> um, one other thing I was going to mention. Uh, yes, Courtney makes a good point here in the chat. She says, or they might start trying to fix things without telling you. I don't know. Um, that. that can turn into a big issue if they don't know what they're doing. Really good point. Normal, like you just have to, you have to know that there's, there's normal repairs and maintenance. There's a life, there's a lifetime for every part, you know, in your investment property, you know, you're, this is going to need to be replaced in a certain amount of time. This is going to need to be replaced. Um, rain, uh, rain Canada had, I think they released some sort of like a schedule for, for general maintenance and repairs, um, a while back, but I, I don't think I ever opened it up, but, um, what are you giggling about? <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> um, but you know, if you could maybe, maybe reach out to the groups on Facebook and see if anyone has a, a good spreadsheet or something like that for, you know, life, lifetime of, um, you know, uh, appliances, um, man, appliances, they don't last as long as they used to. Yeah. Um, well, that's a, actually, it's good, it's good to kind of bring up appliances because, um, like we, <clears throat> if we have them, we always try to leave the manuals for the appliances in a drawer or above the fridge in mm-hmm. an in a envelope so that they have all of their manuals. And the thing that we tell them when they move in is that like, if you ever have a problem with your appliances, it's also part of our communications agreement, yes. I believe. If you have a, ever have problems with the appliances, please go through the manual and troubleshoot. Yeah. If you can't troubleshoot with the manual, give the manufacturer a call, troubleshoot over the phone before you call us and say the element isn't working or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and then nine times out of 10, they can troubleshoot it. We had a, a dishwasher that um, was coming up with a code. And it was just like a, there was a series of um, buttons that you needed to press to clear it. And it just needed to be cleared. And that was part of the troubleshooting in the manual. So stuff like that can be, they can rectify on their own before calling you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the 4% that they've thrown performance, the, you know, when it says R&M or repairs and maintenance on, a, on an investment property performa, the four percent is 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 a rough amount you should be setting aside every month, four percent of your rent to save mm-hmm. for those types of repairs. Yeah, and that come up throughout the year. The fer- the furnace over time, the hot water tank, the appliances, you know, small thirty cent gaskets that you need to spend two hundred and fifty dollar callouts for. <laughs> um, you know, you do your best. If you're in there, you know, and 
that's a bad example because water dripping, I don't like, I don't like water dripping, yeah. but if it's like a closet that's a little loose or something like that, you're not going to send someone out, you know, for a call out to get that fixed. However, you know, if you're going in there and doing, you know, your quarterly Quarterly inspections every three months, just bring your, your drill and your screwdrivers and your, and your pliers, um, you know, with you and you can tighten those things up. And if you can't get it done while you're there, just make a note of it. And then in your email, follow up to them saying, Hey, you know, everything was good. Thank you so much for allowing us to, uh, to do the inspection. We've cleaned out the gutters. We cleaned out the lint, uh, the dryer lint, you know, um, we, we do not clean gutters. On quarterly inspections, we should. We do higher gutter cleaning on properties well, that require it, like, it. You can. You can yeah. bring a ladder if you got a truck, and you yeah. can do it yourself. You can just go take a peek, make sure everything's good. Go check on the roof. We hire people personally because yeah. um, we got rid of our truck. But, um, but in your follow-up email with them, you know, you normally if it's let's say for example it's not clean in there, we'll say something like, and this is a, you know a first warning that, um, sorry, I just want to cancel this here. Okay. Um, this is your first warning that, you know, as per your lease agreement, this is not really up to our standards for cleanliness. Um, we will be sending someone in, in about a week, um, to verify that it's been cleaned and we need to ensure that, you know, you are, um, making, you know, cleaning things on the surfaces and on the countertops and stuff to make and sure we that explain it doesn't... why, because yeah. that's, that's going to be more than normal wear and tear. If you live in there for, two, three years and aren't cleaning the surfaces regularly yeah. um, and are living like a slob, that's going to create, that's going to be long-term damage. Yeah. And so in that email as well, you can say that, hey, unfortunately, I didn't have the right tools to fix this closet, but I'm going to be sending someone in in about three or four days mm-hmm. and we'll be in touch with you to coordinate the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just treat it like a business. I'm telling you, you can go in and, and try and save yourself $200, $249.70. Um <laughs> <laughs> there. Uh, you know, by driving out there all 45 minutes yourself or sending your buddy out there to do it. But at the end of the day, let's, you know, yeah, you got one property, two properties. Yeah, that's fine. But then you, you start going big time, which I know, Shane, you want to be big time. You want to have lots of properties. You know, you want to leave your job. You want to create a lifestyle. Uh, you need a lot of properties in order to have that lifestyle. And then you don't want to be spending all that free time that you just created driving down for 45 minutes, replacing 30 cent gaskets. The sooner you come to that realization, the the sooner you'll start putting systems into place and you start treating it like a business. And and you can have a profitable real estate investing business while still paying Paying ridiculous $250 call-outs. It's possible. Definitely. Um, and, And I can show you. (laughs) <laughs> and you deduct them on your taxes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so thank you so much for calling in with that. That's a really good. Yeah. I, Inspections and stuff is actually a really good topic that we should um, talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's We could we could go on for probably four episodes straight, um, you know, talking about tenant management and, and property management and um, maintenance and repairs and stuff like that. I know a lot of people early on, they think that that's what it's all about. Um, it's not, it's not like, like, let's talk about, like, we were talking about our day and we can get back to that in a second. <clears throat> like f- gaskets on the shower head that's dripping is like the last thing on our list. Like we send an email and someone takes care of it and then we get an invoice and then we file that invoice. And to be honest, like we're in the process of getting a new bookkeeper and then they're going to be the ones filing that. We just set forward the receipt to them. Yeah. Like we, sh- you got to be thinking big. And not small, not thirty cents gasket small. Yeah. Early on, I think this is great. I think it's awesome that you're helping someone else out and, and getting the you know, learning how tenants react to type, these types yeah. of things. Um, learning that hey, you know what? If I just sent someone out there that afternoon, that tenant's like, wow, they fix this right away, um, and they're such an amazing landlord, and I'm going to stay because I've never had a landlord like this. As mm-hmm. opposed to, hey, can you go run down to Home Depot and put this together? And and I know you don't know what you're doing, but can you fix it? That's yeah. like, well, what the fuck? Why am I fixing this? This isn't my fucking house. I fucked it. I'm not just going to let it drip. Fuck it. You just dropped a lot of F-bombs. Did I? How many? I think four or five. Mm. Yeah. But it's true. <laughs> Do I need a morning show swear jar? <laughs> Okay, side note, this is why I wanted to do a morning show with you because when I'm interviewing people, there's no opportunity for F-bombs, no opportunity to be myself. 
I've had so many people reaching out to me like, wow, like I love the dynamic. I love the, you know, you and Gabby talking back and forth and everything else. And it's so funny and it's, it's more relatable. I'm like, yeah, cause I did a hundred episodes and I was not myself. Yeah. I gave great, you know, valuable content and I had great guests and stuff, but, um, I yeah, hate, you're just I, an interviewer. You don't get to open up and express yourself. Yes. <laughs> There's so many things that I want to say, but I don't say because I'm trying to be respectful to my guests. Mm-hmm. Right? You just let them answer. Yeah. Sorry I, for those of you who may have kids listening. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm flattered, but why the fuck are your kids listening? <laughs> because they're trying to do their morning with their kids who are uh, awake. At the, so, so am I you cursing wa- through your Amazon Echo right now? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but then. this isn't a family show, you guys. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Wayne, you going to work out today? Well, thanks, Jared. <laughs> Jared, if you only knew it was on my schedule today. <laughs> and uh, Gabby and I were talking about this last night. Uh, that um, uh, probably the nicest part of our day is is this this yeah right this here. is this is the most talking. well you know what i i was how that came about how that conversation came about was that like i had kind of eluded that i may be approaching like burnout and there's so much stuff going on and so much stuff being pushed aside and oh my god when am i going to get to take a break and that sort of thing and then you had just like nonchalantly said like sorry about throwing the morning show on you and i'm like actually that's been the saving grace. Like that's the thing that's gotten my morning routine back in place. I'm starting my day working out and then we get to have a really fun conversation with a lot of really great people for an hour. Like that's a good start to the day. That's the best part of the day. Mm. Yeah. And then the rest is just like, okay, now we got to deal with life. (laughs) Yeah. Like literally as soon as we go off air, um, it's instantly into task mode for the rest of the day. Hustle, get ready for school. Get ready for the day. Yeah, Everybody we gotta go do go. this. Gotta get Make the groceries lunches. for the cabinet treat this weekend. We gotta. St- Gabby's cooking chili. I'm cooking today. I don't know why the fuck she does this, but like, she- <laughs> another thing we talked about yesterday. I'm like, Gabby, it's okay. Like, we can. You don't have to make garlic bread for the chili. And she's like, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm like, so it's like you you're making make chili. You're making two separate bread. chilies. <laughs> you're making a meat chili and you're making a vegetarian chili. You're making two chilies the day before the cabinet treat. Like you don't have to make garlic bread. She's like, I just, I have to. It's like I can't not. So yeah, and then and then you're like, just buy a buy a big container of Caesar dressing. I'm like, excuse me. No, I have to make <laughs> homemade Caesar dressing for the salad. I'm like, D- we have so many things going on right now. Why are you doing this? You um, can't make me. <laughs> Eileen, how's it going? Hi, hi, why we? Uh, I'm good. I always, always late. Anyway, so, um, can I ask, is it possible you can talk a little bit about marketing? <laughs> marketing, marketing for what? what? <laughs> marketing for like, uh, oh, marketing for what? Not, not like in general, uh, marketing for like, uh, creative, uh, um strategy or just tenant just general <laughs> well it's all different it's <laughs> I, could, I could do a weekend course on this uh um, oh, really? you know oh. marketing yourself and looking for joint venture partners oh, no, no, no. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah no yeah. you gotta pick one you gotta pick one. Oh, really? <laughs> or is it like you know marketing uh for you know how to find tenants for suites is completely different marketing for finding oh. off-market deals is completely different than marketing for off-market deals with seller financing is completely different. Oh, um, hmm. so which one do you want to know about? What are you struggling with? Um, creative, uh, like a AFS, like that hmm. kind of. Hmm. Um, so for trying to find agreement for sale deals, and I, I know you've taken uh, all very- all destructive um, property, like that they are different. Both they're different. Looking for property. Looking for properties. Um, I mean, the simplest one, and like mm-hmm. the simple like cookie cutter answer is you know signs like bandit signs. Um, we buy houses. We buy houses with your phone number on it. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, the type of people. I'm just gonna mute you now, just so there's no uh, feedback, and I'll unmute you in a minute. Um, 
you know, the big yellow signs that say we buy houses, just for anyone who's listening to this for the first time and it's like, oh, wait, that's what that's for. Um, the, you know, you can get yellow signs saying we buy houses cash or anything along those lines, something, and then your phone number, something that's going to get someone who's in a distress, dis, someone who's distressed, um, to, who has no other options and they see that sign and they're like, I'll call that person. They'll buy my house because, you know, they're, they, they have no other options. Any condition. Any All conditions, those keywords, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jared Como's is flyers. So, um, oh, Jared Como's got a lot of, uh, um, uh, you should reach out to Jared Como. <laughs> uh, Jared, why don't you come on? Jared, do you want to come on and answer this? Um, because Jared, Jared is a, a, a master at uh, marketing for for finding deals. He's a full time wholesaler. Uh, I'm going to unmute you as well, Eileen, and then um, okay. And then, wow. like Jer- Jared, does this full time. Oh, um, oh, he's he does he does marketing, and he's he's an absolute um, genius at it. I mean, I don't I don't want to give up his ideas, but uh, well, you know what? I'll wait till Jared comes on. And then I will let him uh, let him talk and how much he wants to give up. Um, Thank you. <laughs> morning, Jared. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good. Good morning. Can you hear me? Hi. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you betcha. Oh, Go ahead. Perfect. Right on, right on. So, yeah, Eileen. Um, the best ways to find these deals are like when it's at bandit signs, Facebook ads, Kijiji ads, flyers, door knocking. Mm-hmm. The best thing that you're going to do to find these distressed sellers who need to find a creative strategy to sell their house. They don't even know that there's these creative strategies is to, door knock that's that's going to be your number one strategy to be able to connect with these sellers because when when you're when you're putting a flyer into yeah. somebody's mailbox what's your end goal your end goal is to talk to that person mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so i mean you can put a flyer in their mailbox and walk away cross your fingers and hope that they call you or you can just knock on the door and go straight to the horse's ass Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if there's any sellers listening to this, I'm not calling you a horse's ass, so don't worry about that. But <laughs> um, <laughs> we're muted, but we're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be your your best strategy to find these deals is just getting in front of their faces. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be uncomfortable at times, mm-hmm. it, especially when you first start out. It can be very uncomfortable. Uh, you're going to have the door slammed in your face. You're going to get cussed at. You're going to get yelled at. But it, it's it's just a matter of being consistent with mm-hmm. your door knocking, with your flyers, with your campaigns. Just your number one thing is to get your phone number, your name in front of as many faces as possible. Phone number and... Yeah, like on your flyer, you'll have oh, oh, okay. uh, like for example, for example, on my flyer it says, it says, um, "Hello, my name is Jared, and I'm a local investor in the neighborhood. Uh, mm. If you're interested in in selling your house, mm. give me a call." And then I just have my phone number, right? Oh, mm-hmm. Right. So it, it's just that, fl- that flyer might. Your... Oh, sorry, I was going to say that, right? that flyer. I was going to say that flyer might sit on there, you know, they might not be, you know, motivated at that particular day. Um, but that flyer might sit on their, you know, their countertop and might go into the drawer, might go into their fridge. Um, they might not be motivated that day, but they might be motivated tomorrow. So if you're consistently sending out flyers and this is just marketing 101, like billboards, you drive past that same billboard every day. You probably never notice that realtor on the billboard until, until you think about selling sell. your house and yeah. you're like, Oh wow. She's, she's uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying. Uh, uh, I had a I had a good reference, but um, this is it was. There's there's one like I used to drive by it every day after work, and it was like this is Courtney country. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Courtney. She, this is this she's is, the girl. This is Courtney country. I just call her whatever her name was. It was on mm-hmm. Sherry Park Freeway, and it just it, that's good marketing right there in my face every single day. So if you're sending out flyers every month, yeah, they might not be interested today. They might not be interested next month, but 
you might just have the right piece of marketing right in front of their face when they do make that decision. And that's what Jared does. He puts everything. Not only is there a sign on the stop sign around the corner from their house, there's a flyer in the, in the mailbox and he goes every two weeks and knocks on the door and says, are you ready to sell? It's just like, bam, in your face, in your face, in your face. That's marketing in general. That's exactly. That's exactly right. And, and, um, just, just being, having that consistency and making sure that people continually are seeing you, like Wayne said, going back every couple of weeks, sending out flyers every month. Um, yeah, they, they're going to be like, I keep getting my letters in my own house and it's a matter of, okay, I don't care about this. I'm going to throw this out now. I'm going to throw this out now. I'm going to throw this out now. But mm-hmm. in March they're like, huh? okay, it's time to sell. And then they'll call you, right? So it's just well, a matter so of being consistent. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jared. And, and thank you for your question, Eileen. We got both your names in for the draw today. Um, if you hear paper tearing, that's because uh, Gabby's getting the draw ready. Yeah, we're going to um, draw today before we end the show. So if you guys have any other questions, um, feel free to call in and, and get your name added to that draw. It's a free 30-minute coaching call today. Um, value of uh, $125. um, Yeah, if you're a little too shy to ask your questions or you have more questions um, that you want to get answered, you know, just uh, get entered into the draw and you can ask us personally. We can give you a a long 30-minute answer as opposed to a 30-second answer. Um, But uh, yeah, marketing, that's, that's, that's the cookie cutter answer is that you just need to literally be in their face at all times um, because you you want to be the person that's first top of mind when they run out of options. Yeah. Right? I'm thinking about selling and my house. Just, Which realtor do I use? Courtney Country. Yeah. And well, and you just think of like being on Instagram and you see like this random product and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then you click on it. And then because you clicked on it, they're going to target you for it and they're going to keep sending it mm. to you. So it keeps showing up like multiple times a day, day after day, after day, after day, until finally you're like, okay, I'll buy it. And you buy it. Like, come on, tell me you haven't done that. I buy, yeah. Something you didn't need, you didn't know you needed, but it kept showing up until eventually you bought it. Exactly. Exact same thing. Well, that is, that is how social media makes money. Yeah. Um, They are an advertisement platform. They give it to you for free, but they put stuff in your face all the time until eventually you buy it. Um, Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's marketing. Um, You just got to figure out where, the, where is your client? Where are they looking? And it's not just putting a sign out in the middle of, you know, at, uh, whatever, the middle of Edmonton, just hoping that someone's going to see it. Where are, where is your client looking? Yeah. And sometimes you literally, you can't, if you can't, you know, you don't know where they're looking, then, then you go and you literally knock on their door and get in front of their face. Now you know exactly what they're looking at. They're looking at you. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's the best way. It's a little time consuming, mm-hmm. but I see so many people, they're like, oh yeah, I really want to get a good deal. I want to get someone who's going to give me seller financing with zero money down. And, um, I put out bandit signs and no one called. Yeah. Not trying hard enough. <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta stay, like Jared said, you have to stay consistent. You can't just, you can't just put a sign out and then hope that people will call. And, and I hear it all the time. That shit doesn't work. I never got a deal. And the people that did call me, they were like, what the fuck is this scam? It doesn't work. Yeah. It's, uh, Eileen asks, how do you know which house to knock the door just generally? Um, well, if you're looking, depends on if, are you looking for ugly houses? Are you looking for ugly houses for a flip? You know, and Jared says, I knock on every door. (laughs) Jared is, he's a beast. He's a monster. Um, who's your target client? Is your target client someone who's going to be selling their house because it's, it's, it needs serious work and you want to get it for as low as possible? Or is your target client someone who is in distress and behind on payments and they have little to no equity and they can't sell their home? Those are two very different properties. So either you're looking for overgrown yards and shingles lifting and just like zero looks like nobody's taking care of the place or you're looking at brand new neighborhoods that are still being developed, you know, that have maybe been being developed for the past five, 10 years. And you're just like Jared said, knocking on every door because I guarantee you there's, there's people in there. 
Yeah, like you know, I for need the your help, they don't have the, the equity for the and, and there's a lot of people who've never taken uh, Barry Maguire's agreement for sale course. You know, trying to find uh, motivated sellers or sellers in distress. Um, they don't look like your normal in distress uh, distressed sorry sellers. Um, I there's distressed sellers in my own brand new neighborhood. And I take, we take the dog for a walk and I'll be walking through and I'll see, you know, a $500,000 house that just looks normal on the outside. It's, it's two years old. And then I'll walk by one day and I'll see a notice of property management, um, the door. Uh, on, you know, taped to the door. Mm-hmm. And I know what that means. Uh, that what that means is that person was foreclosed on. Yeah. Um, a property management company has been hired by the bank to oversee this property and to sell it and liquidate it. And you, I'll, 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 you know, smile to Gab and she's like, yeah, I saw it. And then in two weeks, there'll be a for sale sign up there. Yeah. And, and you'll look inside and it's completely empty. And yeah, it's because they were foreclosed on. Now, had they known that there was an opportunity for you to be able to help them out of that situation by taking over their payments, you know, by doing an agreement for sale, um, they probably would have chosen you and saved their credits and. Or even had been able to get what, like to um, get what they owe from like, say a wholesaler putting in a low offer for what they owe, but they yeah. didn't have to pay somebody. They didn't have to pay a realtor. So that might've been their thing. They might not have had 15 to $20,000 to pay a realtor because that would have had to come out of their pocket. Mm-hmm. But now somebody just literally purchased it for what they had owing on their mortgage might've got a, a decent deal and they didn't have to pay anybody. They just got to get out unscathed. Yeah. Right? It's a completely different marketing because yeah. you're marketing to a different person. Um, a lot of people who take the agreement for sale course, they, you know, they just say, "Okay, I'm going to put a bandit sign out," and then people will call me if if they're in, you know, if they're in trouble. And Zakaya, I see you there. I'll I'll add you in in a second. Um, they just think that the, oh, they'll just call my sign. It's not the same marketing. You have to think about who that person is and what kind of problem they have and where they're going to look for a solution. I can't. I I don't know to knock on that door. I, I don't, I don't not, I, I don't have, I'm not a crazy like Jared is. Yeah. You can't, uh, you can't necessarily see it. I, I'm not yeah. going to knock on someone's door and say, are you in distress? Are you, are you behind on your, your mortgage payments? <laughs> Here, call me if you ever are. Like that's, they're going to be like, get the fuck off my step, buddy. Like, so and maybe it's a tough one. Uh, but I, I, I know I have a certain type of seller that I'm looking for and I know exactly where to find them. And I have a good marketing um, to get to, right get to them specifically um i highly recommend you know if you haven't already take barry mcguire's agreement for sale course he's got i think they're doing a course coming up here in the spring plus they got an online um home study kit that's like or the rapid cash course and learn about all the strategy all and how for to market sure. to each of them yeah. and and when you do and if you've taken it and you're serious if you're serious then like book a coaching call with me or like if you win one like it's let's have a discussion about it because i can give you a ton of tips on how to find leads like that i that's, I'm, I don't want to say I'm the best because there's probably one or two people better than me. Um, but that's, I know how to find deals He's like good. that. I'm, yeah. I'm very good at it and I know, you know, what needs to be done. But I, I, I have to say a disclaimer, you have to be dead serious because if you're just going to, just going to put a yellow half sign acid. out in the middle of the city yeah. and half acid, it doesn't work. And you need to be able to answer that phone. You need to be able to go and follow up with them. You need to be an absolute monster like Jared Como in order to get those kind of deals. So. Um, but I'm, I'm more than happy to teach people how to do it. I, I love it. I'm going to add That's in. That's okay, Ian. Yes. He wants to get his name added. I already added it. I knew he was coming. coming. Okay. okay. <laughs> Good morning, Hello. Jack. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Awesome. Yeah. It was great meeting you at the open house last weekend. Yeah, so good. We talked about you after. Awesome. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> an absolute pleasure meeting you guys as well. It... Uh, Honestly, it was a huge eye opener getting able, you know, getting in there and getting to see that stuff because that's my end goal as well. So uh, being able to get that experience was absolutely mind opening and it was it was a wonderful experience. We're happy to hear that. Thank you. So uh, my question for you guys is it might be a silly question. I don't know. But um is there any way you could take back foreclosure property without having to go through the whole pain in the ass process? You mean someone who's already filed in for foreclosure? Yeah, yeah. It's difficult. Um, or sorry, a foreclosure has been started against them is what I meant to say. It's difficult. Um, you have to work with the bank um, closely yeah. and, and try and work something out with them. It, it are we talking about 
um, just as, you know, just buying the property or are you talking about like creative seller financing? Well, that's actually a good question. Um, I'm talking, I'm kind of thinking both ways. Like there's uh, a fellow wholesaler here in Calgary that was looking into that strategy. Now I've had a conversation with Jared about it and we both kind of feel like it's not really worth the time because it's kind of like at a set price. But um, even like, let's say I was somebody that just wanted to get into a home, had $100,000 sitting in my account, and I wasn't looking to do this to sell it off. I just wanted to keep this property, whether it be to live in or to have as an investment. Is there any way me being somebody with money could go and be like, hey, I, I want a house that's cheap and that I just need to catch up the, the, the payments for. Is there a way that you could do that to kind of get into a property for, I guess, like a, a low money down type of situation? Well, for, for low money down, uh, no. Um, you, you would still need to get your normal financing to finance that deal. It, as for... Foreclosures are not as great as what everyone thinks they are in Canada. In the U.S., they they don't have. Canada has laws that that prevent people from, from fire sailing from fire sailing it, and uh, so therefore it's it's very difficult. You can get deals, but they need to be approved by the court, um, you know, by the judge who's overseeing it. So it's it's very difficult. If to- you catch it early enough, the bank does not want to foreclose. They do not want to take back a property. That is yeah. the last thing that they want to do. So if you catch it before it's gotten too far, they are usually <clears throat> happy to have somebody take over the problem. Yeah. Um, and that can be true with taking it over by seller financing as well. But you might need to catch it a little bit earlier um, because then, you know, if you really work with them and explain with them that, you know, like you're going to, in essence, be in partnership with them and, ta- and taking care of it and show them that you're serious and have are capable and all those types of things, then they'd rather just know that it's going to, that the payments are going to keep coming in than to have to take that property back and have to go through that whole process. So I'd say that it highly depends where in the process they are. A lot of people have, have thought about the same thing. You're not the first person. So it's, it's, it's a really good idea. Um, but a lot of people have also just said, you know what, it's, it's we, and Jared, come on in if you have something to add. A lot of people have just said that uh, it's, it's much, you can find just as good deals, you know, doing the traditional way of, you know, banded mm-hmm. signs and flyers and finding off market deals. It would be about the same amount of work or less. Jared, do you have something to add? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like you'd said already, Wayne. Um, uh, foreclosures in Canada just you, you can't compare Canadian foreclosures to American because it's it's like you said in America the the banks they allow fire sales in Canada it's it, it's so difficult because the, typically the, the courts are not going to accept uh, a lowball offer they'll just throw it out. Um, and even with, uh, as a wholesaler, you typically have a condition on your contracts upon buyer's partner's approval. The courts don't like seeing obscure conditions either. Yeah. Um, they, if, 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 a, if a judge who is on the case were to see upon buyer's partner's approval, but they see another offer for the same amount, unconditional, they're going to toss the, 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 the buyer's partner's approval contract out and yeah. accept the other one if they were to accept it. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, thank you yeah. for, uh, for adding that comment in there, Jared. And, and thank you, Zakaya, for the, for the question. Um, I, I know we're just about to do the draw there. I can see Gabby like shaking the names. Um, uh, the, the last thing I want to add in there is that um, you know, these laws are actually to protect um, home buyers. Um, they're in place to protect the home buyer in, in the event that they were, you know, in defaults and they were being foreclosed on a bank. Um, let's say for example, the house was worth 300,000 and, uh, the seller owed the bank 200,000. So there was a pro, uh, it's a bad example, but well, it, it could, it's a bad example, but let's say the, the seller had some equity in still in the property or for whatever reason, you know, they, they couldn't keep up with the payments. They couldn't sell it in time or whatever else. Um, a bank could just sell it for what they owe and be done with it fast. 
right? They can just throw it on the market and sell it for as little as possible. And then the homeowner wouldn't get any of their equity, right? Um, so it's protecting them from that. Um, so that, that's, to my understanding, that's essentially why, um, why those laws are in place um, to protect homeowners. Um, did you have something to add there again? No, I do not. Okay. Um, well, we're over the hour. Let's let's do the draw real fast. You want to do it since you yeah. got it? Yeah. Um, am I pulling or are you doing it? I'll pull it. Um, um, I think this is the most amount of calls that we've had. Yes. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you so much, everyone, for calling in. This is great. It's I, I, We want to be talking about what you know what you want to talk about. Yeah. I'm sorry for the couple of people that asked questions that we didn't necessarily have answers for. Um, I try and be careful uh, in, in, in giving advice or, or tips um, or answers on things that we don't have a hundred percent answer for. Um, but I'm writing this down and we're going to get the right people on, on to make sure that, uh, that it gets answered. And the winner for the 30 minute free coaching call today is Zakaya. Nice. Awesome. Congratulations. Uh, send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com and we will hook you up. We'll send you the link to, uh, to schedule your, uh, your call. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun today. It was. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, so much again for calling in. That's uh, that's what makes this uh, conversations roll, and you get the to hear the answers that you want instead of us blabbering on. Yeah. Like uh, ret- retrospective planets and stuff. Oh, dear God. Have a fantastic Thursday, Have guys. a great day. We'll, we'll fill you in on the rest of Gabby's story tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.